wake up and smell the coffee Is your cup half full or empty? When we talk, you say it softly But I love it when you're awfully quiet My name is Marie. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You are listening to the Golden Petals podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about motherhood, the journey of motherhood. I highly encourage you to stay tuned in. Even if you are not a mother, there is infinite knowledge that we can gain from multiple perspectives, even if it's from a group that we do not belong to. I have some wonderful ladies joining me today to share their experiences and journeys. So I'm going to go ahead and let each and every one introduce themselves very quickly. Abuela, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. My name is Aracelis Correa, and it happened to be Grandma, Grandma <laughs> to Marie. And I am very happy to be here today and share with these beautiful young moms that I see here. Thank you. I'm happy you're here. And I'm Sarah. Um, I'm so thankful that you invited me here today. Thank you. Um, it's so crazy that I'm here talking with you now. We've grown up since like third grade. Yes. Yeah, I was really bad. So here, here I am. Here we are. Yes, and you're doing it, honey. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Crystal. Uh, me and Marie have known each other since college, and I am very excited to be here. Um, any excuse to talk about being a mom? Because moms don't get to talk about being a mom <laughs> a lot. We don't get to talk to grown-ups a lot either. So right. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that each and every one of you ladies are here. Thank you so, so much for coming and sharing your experiences, your journeys in motherhood. And I'll just start off by saying, you know, asking this. How would you guys describe motherhood? Unpredictable. <laughs> very unpredictable yes um, I would have to say it's probably the most physically and mentally challenging thing that you will ever do in life um, to create a human and bring a human into the world and then have to mold that human into the best version of themselves it's a lot it is a lot um, and it can be scary at times um, and a little overwhelming, but it's going to be the scariest, but also the greatest thing that one of the greatest things that you'll ever do in life. So that's great. <laughs> truth on truth on truth. I think it's a book that each of one has to write. And we don't have any knowledge about it. So every page that we feel is full of emotions. Mm -hmm going forward and going backwards too so it's a challenge agreed <laughs> yes. how would you say being a mother 
has changed your outlook on life? I would have to say, you. for me, it's kind of like I look at the person who I was before right. and I kind of, I'm like, what is wrong? What was wrong with me? Like, what was I doing? Um, it's like you, for me, it's like I thought I had purpose and I did. But then it's like now I have a whole nother purpose in life. And it's it's almost like I'm looking at a past life when I think and I, when I reminisce about before I had Cameron. Um, it's almost like I was literally living a whole different life. He has made me more responsible. Um, he's made me more, more aware of things in general. Um, I do so much research now. I research everything before I put it in his body, put it in his mouth, put it on his skin. I research just everything. I mean, you're just more aware of your surroundings and people and you honestly become like this little scientist. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you no longer just concerned about yourself. It's almost like, I don't know. I don't know. Like you used to be, you know, just being on your own was like a selfish, but now you're selfless. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you have to put them forward before anything. Absolutely. You know, and then you make that decision once, you know, you find out you're going to be a mother, mm -hmm. everything completely changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every decision that you make, just like, you know, she was saying, like, you've researched everything. I did the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I went, like, the whole natural route and everything. Wow. So, you know, you just make decisions in your life where you're like, you know, I'm willing to make that sacrifice because I love my June bug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything for your babies. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. It is different. I hear you, girls. And it seems to me like I am in Asian history <laughs> because <laughs> I was a mom in 1972, 1973. Mm -hmm. I waited three years and then came the triplets. So it was completely unexpected. And we needed to face whatever it was and deal with that. So the emotions that came from that is so different at the same time. Um, you are ready now to be mom. You know, the whole society, everything that is on TV, in books, mm -hmm. yeah. and then you, you know what you are doing. In those times, you were a mom, okay, wake up, you know what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And if not, you create. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that in my case, everything was good because I needed the village. My mom, That's my dad, yes. my siblings, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, the in-laws, everybody was there to help us go in through. Be parent yeah and i think that brings up a good point um i feel like our support systems don't get acknowledged enough because i know for sure me absolutely my sister my parents uh, my aunts everybody that chips in my family has come together so cameron never has to touch foot in a daycare um because we are very wary nowadays about 
who watches him because right. not everybody's right. going to treat your baby how you're going to treat your baby and you have to be very careful because the world is just scary nowadays mm -hmm. and people are very cruel to children yes. so for my family to step up and for us to make it work if me if i can't have him or mike can't have him he's right. with his aunts or he's with his grandma or his his mimi or his pops you know what i mean yeah. so my parents were very adamant you know my mom was like i would quit my job before my grandbaby <laughs> wow. goes into a day you know what i mean awesome. he's gonna be with family we're gonna make sure he's okay so it really it does take a village and i really just want to say thank you and acknowledge all the support yeah, systems out there that support the mother because um, yeah. it is hard without a support system. Yeah, and it's a blessing to have a support system because not everyone has that. Exactly. There are a lot of mothers who they can't call a relative to depend on someone. It's either mom does it mm -hmm. or nobody. Nobody. Yeah. nobody does. And that's a lot of pressure on a mom mm -hmm. on top of all the other responsibilities that yeah. she has to handle. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah. And I think that kind of dives into a little bit going and this is probably the social worker in me but you know <laughs> what i mean going into postpartum depression and just the the psychological challenges of being a mother even those with the support system can suffer from postpartum right. um some mothers prior to you know getting pregnant already have anxiety depression and let me tell you pregnancy <laughs> is going to do nothing but enhance that and you know what i mean and so i think for the mothers who don't have that support system, I really commend them because it is a lot psychologically to deal with that and have no one to turn to, no one to talk to, mm -hmm. no one to go to for advice, and sometimes just no one to vent to or a shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. It's just you and that little person. And I think a lot of the times I've had single mothers that I've talked to tell me that it's very they have to be very careful not to put too much of a burden on the little one right because that's that's like their only friend you know the little one depends on them they want to be careful not to depend on their little one right you know what i mean so that's a scary thing as well and so i just have to commend single mothers Absolutely. seriously that can hold up to the challenge and yeah. and get through that mentally and psychologically because it is hard it's very hard. Yeah, being a, a single mom is not that easy at all. But, you know, like you said, the village, you know, I and especially like uh, my aunt, who was my doula, you know, oh, and stood by amazing. my side through everything. And, you know, any questions I had, oh, she was always right there for me, you know. So, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, even though uh, Junebug's father and I aren't together, you know, part of his family will help out too. And, you know, that's a blessing. Junebug, you know, and like his, his mom and stuff like that, and my mom. Um, yeah. So, you know, having that support, being like a single mom, even mm -hmm. though it's rough at times, you know, just like you said, just having that little one right by your side through everything, they watch everything that you do. And you got to make sure that you make the, you know, right choices and decisions because when he's with me, like, I'm, I'm watching my mom right now. Right. When he's with dad, I'm watching my dad right now. Right. So, uh, yeah, the village definitely comes in handy. Mm -hmm. That village makes all of the difference, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Yes. Without a doubt. In what ways would you say that your life has changed since becoming a mom? Ooh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, I think it's more fulfilling. I think I like having a schedule. I like 
planning days, you know, to do things as a family. Um, I love watching him take information in and watching them start to realize, oh, this is how this works, or oh, I can do this. I just love watching every, you know, the, the gears turn in their heads. And it's just amazing to me to see them go from this little infant to these little toddlers who are just, right. oh my, they learn so fast. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, so fast. crazy how fast they yeah. learn. But I think my life has just changed for the better in general. For sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that. Like, um, once I had Junebug, like, everything in my life completely changed. And, you know, I've made decisions in my past, but he made me want to do better. And, oh, you know, man. and I realized, like, wow, I've never loved so hard before, ever, until he came into my life. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know one thing that I've noticed that I feel like it's kind of taboo to bring it up? But this is so true when people, I've heard people say that when you get pregnant and when you have a baby, you really find out who your true friends are. That oh, is, yes. Oh, my gosh. That Definitely. is so true because you have people during the pregnancy, oh, my little niece, my little nephew, I'm going to be. And then you have the baby and your schedule changes and your life changes and you can't do all the things that you were doing before and these people go ghost. Wow. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you really find out who's really there for you in the long run as a true friend um, and is willing to be there for you as you go through this change mm -hmm. through motherhood right. so yeah but i think there is also a situation that i have uh, seen many women go through and it is that they are not ready to be mothers so they they know that they are pregnant mm -hmm. and suddenly it's a lot of emotions that come into them and uh Sometimes I think um, motherhood is not in our DNA. We just learn. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they are in the DNA. So maybe your story of happiness, of how much you evolve, how much you learn, is only yours or from a small group of women. But there are other women that would like to feel that, mm -hmm. but they are unable for whatever reason is. So I, I think that when we talk about motherhood, in my case, I learned to love my kids. I didn't love them before. <laughs> Keep, it didn't, Keep it real. Keep it real. I didn't want them like, oh, yes, I want to have all these babies around me. No, it was different. I was pregnant. Well, okay, welcome to life. And then comes my realization that now they are here and we have to take care of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you think about it. <laughs> I, I agree. I think I think society nowadays is a little more accepting of that mindset. I feel like 
years ago, back before, you know, when my parents or my grandma, when they first became parents, I feel like still back then it was expected of women to just have that mom gene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was expected of women to pop out four, five, yeah. six kids. And she popped out five. And Three at the same were, time oh, and didn't even you know, know what I mean. she was going to have triplets. They told her very last okay. minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like we've evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like society has come far as far as realizing okay some women like you said aren't built to just be a mother mm-hmm. you know we don't have a lot of we have stay-at-home moms nowadays too right. but we have a lot of career moms yes you know for me personally it's not in me to sit sit at home and raise a baby I can't I even if I have to work part-time I have to do something mm-hmm. you know um I'm not the type of mother where I can be like okay I went to school I got my degree but now I have a baby and I'm gonna stop no no, I want to do what I want to do still as me as a person right. because me as a person still exists outside right. of me as a mother. Right. And I feel like a lot of the times we forget that. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to forget who I am as Crystal mm-hmm. because I'm so wrapped up in who I am as Cameron's mother. Right. And I feel like a lot of the times we feel guilty separating those two. And we really shouldn't because... I was Crystal before I was Cameron's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think we just need to remember that. And I think people need to stop the mom shaming as well. Mm-hmm. It's okay for us to go out and to do things and Most be definitely. that person um, that we were before. Right. So I think that's really important um, for our mental health as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you ladies need that outlet. Yes. You know, you're, you, one, you carried and gave life two you're providing for that life so it's okay to have that healthy balance and that outlet to like you were saying not only be someone's mom but to also take that hat off and be yourself too cater to that individuality which i know is easier said than done um how would you say balancing who you are as a person with motherhood has been thus far I wish you guys could see the look that these ladies just made. Their eyes just got so big. I mean, it's been tough. For me, the hardest part has been the self-guilt. I'm hard on myself. And my husband will tell you, when it's time for me to walk out the door and go to the out, you know, go with you guys downtown to Mm -hmm. Chicago or something, I'll be like, maybe I should just stay home. And he'll be like, Crystal get a car and go like just go and it's like the whole time I'm driving there I'm like I miss him I hope he's not sad that I'm gone like I don't want to hurt his feelings so and now that he's a little older I'm still that way (laughs) just a little bit got the mom just a little bit just a little bit of mom guilt but I'm better at it now because I know that he knows he's secure in the fact that mom's coming back home he knows that I didn't leave him for good so I think when he was younger I was afraid like he was gonna think that I left and wasn't coming back Mm -hmm. so and I'm still not good with overnights either (laughs) leaving him overnight and he's almost three so it's it's hard to balance it is yeah for um Junebug's first year of life I was a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. and you know it was it was really nice but it was so overwhelming you know like cooking cleaning taking care of Junebug Mm -hmm. you know and uh but at the time like after you know probably almost when he turned one was when um his father decided like 
hey, why don't you, like, on the weekends, like, go out, you know, with your right. friend, your best friend. So I was lucky enough to have that, like, escape on the weekend, nice. you know. But it was really hard at first. It was so difficult. You have that, like, separation anxiety, and you're, like, texting who's ever, like, watching your child, and you're like, hey, how's he doing? How's she doing? Uh-huh. Like, like you just asked me five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he's okay, you know. So um, having that support to be able to mm-hmm. be yourself for, like, one night, mm-hmm. you know, out of, like, being a stay-at-home mom for, right. like, his whole year of life, you know, which I'm lucky to have that support system again because when I worked at PF, you yes. know, and I was seeing you there, I was working all the time, and I felt so guilty that mm-hmm. he was in daycare, you know, but it was just he and I at the time, so I had to do what I had to do. Yeah, absolutely. And now that I have that support system, you know, uh, my boyfriend, Mike, allows me to stay home so I can be with my June bug again. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Even though it's a little rough, you know, <laughs> I like, you know, making my own money and stuff, right. but at least I get to you know, be with him all the time mm-hmm. and watch him grow, like, day by day. That's beautiful. If I could, could I ask you just to kind of elaborate on being a stay-at-home mom? Because I truly don't think people realize how much work oh, goes into being... Because it's not like a 9 to 5. No. It's a 24 it's 7. You don't clock out all. of that. No. You don't. Don't. It was so hard. You don't. Like, um, and then, too, I was... Uh, breastfeeding until he mm. was like almost two and that's a lot of work too yeah. <laughs> i think people think like oh breastfeeding that's natural that's no. not uh, there's a whole other oh, realm of what girl. goes behind breastfeeding girl, girl. And that was like when he learned to you know eat regular food mm-hmm. was when his dad and i split up okay and that was the time where like it was really like it it hurt me so much to be, you know, separated from him for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. But, like, he... I was like, I can't breastfeed anymore. This is too much, you know? So, and, you know, in other countries, women breastfeed till their children are, like, five years old. Mm-hmm. You know, that's considered normal. Mm-hmm. And that was rough, you know, always, like, giving yourself. And you get exhausted, mm-hmm. like, mentally, like, draining your body. And you just, like, want to sleep. But you got to cook. You got to clean. You got to make sure, you know every your your mom duties you know mm-hmm. everything is mm-hmm. up to par and laundry things like that so not like that that separation mm-hmm. like of being able to go out was so nice because i was like i'm always like doing something right. you know and you're always in the home you're right, you know yeah, what i mean you like trapped you're yeah. always stuck in the house yeah. so. and i had read an article i forgot where exactly it was from but there was a study that said being a stay-at-home mom was equivalent to working either two or three full-time jobs simultaneously but it makes makes sense sense it really does all the tasks you have the duties you have the responsibilities that you have you don't clock out of that because if the if a child is sick guess who's getting up at 12 a.m 3 a.m 4 a.m and you still need to take care of them during the day as well. That yeah. reminds me that um, <laughs> when Junebug was, yeah, almost like one, 
he had the flu, mm. his dad had the flu, I had the flu. Oh, God. Everyone's, like, you know, sick to their stomach, and I'm, like, still have to, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, I have, like, no energy in me. Mm-hmm. I got to clean up and still provide for everyone and still give myself physically to my son mm-hmm. at that time. And it was so rough. I was so exhausted, but you just got to, like, push it through. Wow. I swear, it's like we have superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, sometimes you really don't know how you made it through the day. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Like looking back on when he was an infant, I'm just like I don't I don't know how I did it. I really don't like you thought you thought being pregnant was exhausting. Oh, right. <laughs> being having an infant is a whole another level of tired. It's like I don't know. It's like this. At one point, this superpower kicks in. I'm not even joking. Yeah, like it's a, like an adrenaline rush. Like, like you can just this. go days with no sleep. Oh my god. None. None. So I I don't know what it is. I'm just gonna call it superpowers. But <laughs> and you know, unless you're a mom, I can't really explain it well. Unless you unless you've experienced right. it. But it's like something just causes you to make it push through it internally kicks in and it really does yeah i think that goes back to go ahead go ahead (laughs) i was going to say and that happens only to the women Mm -hmm. or to the fathers because i was able to go through all of that which was very demanding Mm -hmm. because i have a husband who was there for us Mm -hmm. so he was cooking he was cleaning he was putting the children to sleep he was my right and my left hand Mm -hmm. oh that's awesome and uh, i think we have been together all these years Ah, in June we are going to celebrate 48 (laughs) years of marriage (laughs) and it's because he has been there, yes. right. not only for the kids, but for me also. Right. And uh, that is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to have that person who helped you make that baby right. take care also of him. Yes. So when you share that responsibility with someone else and that someone else you love, then things are going to be not that hectic, yeah. not that terrible. Mm-hmm. And another component of all of that is your faith, whatever it is, where you go, but you need to have that extra power. I'm going to keep that one. (laughs) Extra power, that energy you needed in order to keep your sanity, Mm -hmm. to everything that you need to do and keep going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, that's awesome that you said that. That reminds me, um, like at first, you know, when my sister, she has four kids Mm -hmm. and their first like, I didn't really hold them at first until they were like a few year, a few months old. Okay. Because at first it was like nerve wracking, you know. Before I became mom, I was like, right. oh my gosh, I don't want to hurt this baby, <laughs> this precious little thing. And um, so, and same with uh, my son's father. He was nervous too at first. Mm-hmm. Actually, his whole first year of our son's life. He didn't even hold him. He was so nervous. And, you know, it, it's very helpful to have that support system with your partner mm-hmm. because, like, I was doing everything, changing mm-hmm. his diapers, like, 
So the that's I, a lot. I just I had to like push it through. It, it was so hard, but mm -hmm. that having that support system with your partner is very important. It is. It is. And I, I will admit, um, Mike was the experienced one. He had so many nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. um, I I did. I had none. I mean, I had Jackson, but I was in college when Jackson was born, so I wasn't there to watch him grow up. But I remember the first morning when after we got discharged from the hospital, Cameron had, like, projectile oh, vomited after oh, I had got done breastfeeding him. Oh. And I called Mike. I was like, Mike, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I think he's choking. And he had to walk me through, like flip him over on his stomach, pat his back um, so he can breathe. And then he ended up actually turning around and coming home from work Aww. and coming back home. And it's like, it took me a couple months to be comfortable in myself to mm -hmm. take care yes. of Cameron I was so scared for mm -hmm. Mike not to be there with me yeah. when I was taking care of him because I had no experience and he it came so easy to him mm -hmm. and at a, a lot of points I was jealous I was like I'm supposed to be <laughs> the mom you know what I mean I'm supposed to know these things and he, Mike is just doing everything with n no effort just easy for him um, so I can say that my husband pretty much taught me everything I know mm -hmm. as far as um, the early stages of motherhood. If it weren't for my husband, I don't think I would have made it through. Um, so he was my teacher for sure. Bravo for your yes. husband. Yes. <laughs> That's nice. Absolutely. Yes. And that makes a big difference too. And I think that that goes into what you were saying earlier about some women, it takes longer for those instincts to kick in. And I think that that's taboo to talk about because I feel like a lot of times society places this pressure on you. Yeah. You're a mom. You should know what you're doing. Right, like, you should like, be born, and, like, born with it, know right. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of unfair and unnecessary yeah. pressure because mm -hmm. you're learning about this as you go right. too. Exactly. And for some moms, they feel guilt because there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. And they feel like, why don't I feel as connected to my child as I should mm -hmm. why do I see these images all the time of moms being loving and doting over their children where is that emotion and I think there's a lot of guilt that goes into that and that's why for some women they embrace motherhood at different rates mm -hmm. yes and that is okay yeah it's fair to say it's very okay for if it takes you a bit longer to get into the gist of it to learn about it because that's a whole journey mm -hmm. in itself and I will be the first to admit and I know every mom has gone through this at least once I will be the first to admit I have had moments where I'm like I miss my life without <laughs> oh, kids yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I don't love my baby I love him mm -hmm. with everything that's in me I would die for him but it's like you, sometimes you get to that yeah. point where you're like oh my god you start reminiscing about when you didn't have to pack a diaper bag just to run to Walgreens and you know what I mean you didn't have to lug a baby out of the car seat just to run in the store to get like two items right. oh, yeah. you know what I mean you didn't mm -hmm. have to lug them into the gas station because you need a water mm -hmm. so it's like it's okay for mothers to think that and it's okay to say that out loud right. it's just how you're feeling at the moment and I think people need to really kind of lay off yes. of, of moms and realize that we have our moments mm -hmm. and it's okay to reminisce about the past <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah. okay it's okay to feel it's unrealistic to say that a mom doesn't think that way sometimes right. it's just not realistic so. on the other hand we are never going 
to not to be mom. So our children grows, mm. they go through their lives, their ups and downs, and there is no way for us to say, well, if he's on his own, I don't care. That's not true. You are a mom mm -hmm. till you die. Mm -hmm. No matter how old is that person, he's still your son, your daughter, your baby, and you care for him. So this is a job for all our lives. Yeah. And we better believe that <laughs> and enjoy that because that, that's the way it is. Very true. What do you think that they don't talk about enough or prepare you enough for when it comes to motherhood? I don't really think there's anything they can prepare you for, yeah, no. to be honest. Um, what You said what they don't talk about enough? Yeah, like what are some things that you learned as you were going through your journey of motherhood, whether it was during pregnancy mm -hmm. or, you know, after the baby had gotten here, that as you were learning, you were like, oh, I didn't know that that happens. I think mine is a little, uh, sort of relates to that. Um I didn't realize how many people thought that their way was the right way. Oh, yeah. How there is a right way and there is a wrong way to parent a child. You know, so I think, um, and I've been guilty of that myself. I've looked at something and been like, you know, why is she doing that that way? I don't do, I don't, I wouldn't do it that way. That's not the right way. Oh, yeah. And then I have to pull up and say, Crystal, that's her way. And this is your way. And at the end of the day, every mother is doing what they feel is best for yes. their baby. Yes. And they are looking out for their child's best interest. And just because we don't understand it or we may not agree with it doesn't mean that it's not right. I don't think there's anything right or wrong about the way that you raise your child. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Like you were saying, everyone's like, you know, there's this way, there's that way. Um, so me, when, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, um, I was more into the whole natural thing, and I didn't really want to vaccinate, you okay. know. And um, my son's father's mom kind of got upset about that decision that I had made mm -hmm. and tried to, like, kind of make me feel guilty about it. But I was like, just like you said, like, this is our child. We mm -hmm. agreed upon this decision together. Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong. I, I mean, I caved in on a couple vaccinations, <laughs> but, you know, the ones that I, you know, felt comfortable with. Because right. I, like, bought a book on, like, what is in mm -hmm. each vaccination. I'm not, I'm not, you know, shaming any moms who vaccinated or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, there's always, you know, a, a different way on, like, the decisions that you make. And you're not, you know wrong for making that decision that maybe your mom made when she had you yeah. you know yep yep i agree with you um i also did the research with the vaccine okay. so i'm i'm 100 with you on that um but my thing is i know with cameron um cameron i am very strict on he gets supplements i give i'm very into homeopathic things. Oh, that's awesome. She um, does some amazing home <laughs> remedies. Oh, I, we can have to you know what I mean? I'm all into naturally boosting his immune system, mm -hmm. feeding him correctly, making sure he's not having a lot of sugar. And so I've had right. him go to parties, and I tell people, no, 
He cannot have right. a whole bunch of sugar. No, I don't want him having a slice of pizza. And to be honest, Cameron doesn't even like pizza. <laughs> so it's it's really hard when we go places because he eats a certain way and he prefers certain foods. Right. Um, He's a very healthy baby. He's a very oh, healthy awesome. child. Yeah. Um, so it's it's difficult because then I have people looking at me like, you're depriving him of this and you're depriving him of that. No, Cameron knows how to verbalize what he wants and he will tell you right. he doesn't want the cupcake, mm-hmm. he doesn't want the mm-hmm. pizza, he prefers carrots over candy, that's you know awesome. what I mean? <laughs> so I think um, that, that's a little difficult. It's Because there's a judgment factor behind it is. that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it has caused me a couple times to be like, okay, am I, am I doing too much? Right. Mm-hmm. Am I... But then it's like, he's at the point where he will verbalize what he wants to eat, and 99% of the time, it's healthy. Mm-hmm. So, we pulled up to the drive through in Panera the other day, and he's like, um, raspberries, please. Oh, <laughs> so and I'm like, I don't think they sell raspberries at Panera, but um, I do... And I'm a little concerned about that as he gets older and goes into preschool and kindergarten and gets into school. And I'm just afraid people might try to sway him from his healthy habits Mm -hmm. and his healthy living habits. So it's a little concerning, but... Yeah, no, like at um, the daycare, they they said that they prefer giving the children a, like, cow's milk. And I'm not for cow's milk. Mm -hmm. Me neither. I'm so for almond milk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no cow puss for my son, please. No, thank you. (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, this is, this is my decision. And if I need to bring him almond milk, then I will. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they should Mm -hmm. definitely be able to accommodate that because that's a healthier alternative. And Mm -hmm. it's not like it's going to be something that takes away from them or their curriculum. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, they accommodate people with allergies, so they can also accommodate individuals who have certain, you know, eating habits. Mm -hmm. True. I just think that we need to be um, a little more respectful to each other as moms. You know what I mean? If your kid eats pizza and candy, that's that's your decision. You know what I mean? If my kid eats carrots and almond milk, then let's just respect that decision. And I don't think any child's being deprived of anything. So it's just being raised differently. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, girls. <laughs> Completely. I really agree. I think that uh, nowadays we have many choices. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks God that we can have choices. Mm-hmm. So we decide what is the best for our kids. Mm-hmm. And um, raising them in a healthy way it will be very hard because mm-hmm. that's not uh, what everybody does. Yeah. But then you need to follow what you think is right mm-hmm. and truthful for your children. Okay. And you follow that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. If you ladies could go back to when you first found out you were going to be a mother, what would you tell yourself? Uh, be prepared for all the um, nausea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in my first trimester, at least it was the oh my gosh, I would not stop like vomiting. Oh my god! And I was like to the point where I was like crying at the toilet. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh my god! But you know, I, you know, at the time his father was like, hey, you know, it's okay, you'll get through it. Because mm. I was really sensitive, like I could not eat anything. So if somebody had to warn me about that, that was... I think... She threw up her whole pregnancy, all three trimesters. I lost 20 pounds. Oh, my God. 
it was it was bad <gasps> but so if i had to go <laughs> i would tell myself <laughs> Just this is what you wished for because I remember. <laughs> no, really, really, I'm sorry. I should say this is what you prayed for. I will say that. I will say that because I remember. Um, I want to say I found out I was pregnant with Cameron in February of 16. I remember in December of 15 being on my hands and my knees, crying, and praying. I wanted. I wanted a baby so bad. And I prayed to God. I said, God, if you bless me with a child, you know, I will do everything that I can. I would do anything. You know, I wanted him so and then so when I found out I was pregnant with him, I was so happy. I was so happy. And then <laughs> the sickness set in and I was like, is are you playing a joke on me? Like, is this a joke? <laughs> it's almost like I felt like he was like, you asked for it, oh so I gave goodness. it to you. So, oh you know what I mean? But I just, that is, that memory is so significant yeah. in my mind. I really remember I was just on my hands and knees, and I was praying, God, please send me a, I don't care what it is, just send me a baby. I want to be a mother. Send me. And he answered all of my prayers, all of them. So if I, yeah, if I had to go back and tell myself something, it would be like, this is what you prayed for, so deal with it because I had a very rough pregnancy I'm a little scared for the next one yeah. so hopefully it's smoother because nausea <sighs> is no joke regardless of what trimester Word. it's in Girl. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Even, I, oh my gosh I can't believe you had to go through that all three I did and even like oh. after I had delivered him I thought I was in the clear and I was like Michael give me some Wendy's I, I threw up all over the nurse oh, it came God. I felt so bad I just I guess they told me that he was so big, because he was a bigger baby, he was just kind of pushing up against my stomach and everything, uh, so I couldn't really keep anything down for the whole nine months. So um, it was rough, but it was worth it. Mm -hmm. It Like, I would do it all over again, so. Aww. Yeah. Another thing I'd probably go back and tell myself is that um, I was so very, like, um, adamant on, like, my whole birth and the plan. And mm. once I was in labor, mm -hmm. things did not go as planned. I had a whole bunch of copies printed out for all the nurses. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Oh, you were prepared. <laughs> yes. But that was helpful because it was. I was told that from my aunt because I okay. took her um, hypnobirthing uh, classes as well. Ooh, why don't you talk a little more about yeah. that? Um, <laughs> so... Pretty much, it's not what everyone thinks. It's not like hypnotized. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty much, um, you read a book mm -hmm. and you also listen to some tapes. Mm -hmm. And my aunt will, you know, she'll teach a whole class. Mm -hmm. And um, pretty much they want to get you in the mindset that you are a woman. This is what your body was made to do. Mm -hmm. So don't fight it, you know. And um, we did this, I remember our last exercise, it was like we all held ice cubes in our hands mm -hmm. and we had to keep holding it for as long as we could, but you also couldn't like tense up. You had to be very relaxed and like calm. Wow. And you had to kind of like, um, kind of not think about like how much pain your hand was in because it was so cold, mm -hmm. you know? So um, when it came to my labor, um, I did a water birth. Um, half in the water, half not. <laughs> um, like I said, things didn't go as planned. Um, Which happens. Yeah. That's it, not uncommon. Yeah. So um, one of my main concerns was like, I didn't want them to cut the cord until the cord stopped pulsing. You wanted the clamping. Yeah. Okay. Delayed. Delayed clamping. Yeah. That's what they mm -hmm. call it. Because the baby gets more nutrients that yes, way. Yes, exactly. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. So um, 
he was having a difficult time, you know, coming out. So um, they said that, hey, we just need to cut cut it right now. So I was like, oh, okay. So many things, like, happened that mm-hmm. I didn't want to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wanted to, like, you know, if I had to go back and tell myself, like, don't be upset with yourself because sometimes things like this mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You just got to push through it and you got to make other choices for your child no matter mm-hmm. what that, like, first decision was. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take that advice for in my next <laughs> I would never thought about writing it out because I also wanted to do the delayed... Um, clamping Mm -hmm. but I had such a rough labor after 14 hours I don't even I don't remember pushing him out I don't remember anything my husband said when he came out I kept asking is this real is he real I was literally I was out of it out of it I had no epidural I had oh god (laughs) I don't even think about it but um, I'm going to try that. Um, yeah, so you had like a whole birth plan for the doctor, like the nursing staff? Yeah, that was like part of our exercise too in my aunt's like uh, class. Was okay. That it, she had a copy of her birth plan. Okay. So based off of hers, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of maneuver things around to how you want it also too. I didn't want him to take a bath until after 12 hours, but certain things happen. Yeah. So, yeah. um. But I was that, like, mom, and yeah. I was like, nope, I brought my California baby. You're not going to Johnson and Johnson on my baby. Because they were about to wash it with it. I was like, oh, my gosh, no, no, no. Natural products on yes, Right? Exactly. Amen to that. But one thing that was awesome about the water birth mm-hmm. was that the water, I think, was, like, maybe, like, 95 degrees hot. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, very soothing on, mm-hmm. like, you know. Oh, it uh, relaxed your muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then, too, the great thing, uh, you know, between a midwife and a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, again, not shaming moms who had a doctor, mm-hmm. um, but the doctor's there just to deliver the baby at the end. Correct. A midwife is there right by your side throughout your whole labor. Mm-hmm. She stood by my side, massaged my lower back, you oh, know, and nice. I also was like in the shower for a really long time mm-hmm. when I started to have that, you know, mm-hmm. those um, surges is what we call it. We mm-hmm. don't prefer contractions, mm-hmm. surges, and um, I actually ended up flooding the room that was underneath me. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah, they were like, um, we need you to turn off the shower now because it's flooding downstairs. Oh wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, what do I do now? And I tried to lay down and it was, oh, it was awful, you know, not having an epidural. And then too, I was induced. Mm-hmm. So I had like Pitocin and okay. like, that's like, and the good thing about my aunt too is that they wanted to put me on like a, uh, like a higher dose of pitocin per hour. But I called my aunt and told her, and she's like, "Nope, tell them that you need this much, you know, and every other hour." Okay. And the great thing was too, my aunt, um, Aunt Robin, uh, Robin Ross. I don't know if anyone will look her up on Facebook. Shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, the great thing about her is that she's like number one in Chicago, so she oh, works yeah. with a whole bunch of different hospitals and the midwives. And the thing was, they were like, "Oh, we know your aunt. She had like her flyers up in their oh, offices." Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of things go on plan that you originally thought were gonna happen, but you yeah. gotta just roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Well, what can I say? Back in the days, <laughs> in 1973, and I'm not sure, <laughs> my triplets were born, oh. and uh, I didn't know 
that I was having three babies. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. You said that she, did, she didn't know till last minute. I she thought last minute, like last minute in her pregnant. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was Surprise. last minute. I, I, I Literally was, last minute. Oh, my God. Yeah, so oh. I was having my contractions, and my husband took me to the hospital. And he said, okay, I'm going back to home. I'm going to see the other two girls. And then I will be back. So my doctor said, you have been having some problems, so I'm going to send you to x-ray. The x-ray shows three babies. Oh. <laughs> three babies. Surprise. Surprise, yes. And then, uh, what can I say? I said, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. You know, so naive. And then we were waiting for my husband, and I called my mom, and then I said, she, she asked me, did you have the baby? And I said, no, mom, um, I'm not going to have the baby now uh, because there is no one. There are three. Oh. And she said, oh, no. What are you saying? What are you saying? And I said, yes, mom, I have three babies, and... Uh, I know that my husband is going to take the girls to your house. Please tell him to call me. And then this is my husband telling me later on. <laughs> I was going closer to your house, and I saw your mom pacing the entryway <laughs> of the house. And she never does that. She was uh, inside the house uh -huh. all the time. And then he said, what happened? And she said, well, Come inside and sit down. Oh, I have to tell you something. And she said, you're getting me nervous. What's going on? It's about Aracelis. And she said, yeah, is she in labor? No, 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 no. It's just that instead of one, she's going to have three. And he said, what? <laughs> so the rest is history. Wow. And uh, it was news for the doctors, mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. So what they did, um, I think that that is not supposed to be done nowadays. <laughs> but in those days, <laughs> instead of giving me pills, they giving me liquor. Oh. <laughs> No epidural. Oh my what God. kind of liquor did they give oh, you, Abuela? Do, do you want to know? I no. want to know. No, later on. <laughs> well, you know, my aunt told me too, because I was so nervous about yes. being in labor. Uh -huh. She said that one glass of wine while you're pregnant is okay. I did so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like once. I got scared afterwards, but <laughs> I did it like, once. Oh my gosh, what did I just do? I've heard in small doses mm -hmm. and not regularly. Mm mm. But I've heard mm -hmm. that that's been given a pass by doctors. Yeah. yeah. If it's like a really small amount mm -hmm. and you right. don't do it frequently, like you were saying, like mm -hmm. you did it once. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I've heard. Yeah. No judgment. <laughs> yeah, that's no life. <laughs> <laughs> so they gave you liquor at the hospital? Yeah, and then oh. I spent uh, the next uh, four or five days in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then... I told my husband, I need to walk 
because as soon as I began walking, I fell it. There was mm -hmm. one over here, but the other one was ready to go out. <laughs> so yes, at the end of, I think it was a week, I began the labor. Wow. And um, I got oxygen, <laughs> and there's come the one, and then comes the second, and then oh comes gosh. the last one. Wow. One girl and two boys. Wow. Thanks God, they got a healthy trooper. triplets. Mm -hmm. You are a trooper. I think that is a testament <laughs> to like I was saying earlier. <laughs> we got some type of mm -hmm. super, I swear, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think that's also a testament to motherhood yes. is just so unpredictable. Yes. I think you said that earlier. Exactly. Um, and God bless us no, for being designed yeah, to roll with the punches, yeah, you know, and yeah. being able to adapt. Definitely. So it's definitely a superpower that mothers possess. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that is far fetched at all because that is what it is. It's a superpower mm -hmm. because for mothers to endure what they do and keep going mm -hmm. and keep going, that's a superpower. Yeah. And then they call it the miracle of life for a reason mm -hmm. and I do truly and this is just me and my personal opinion I do believe that when God created women there is a certain supernatural strength yes. that women are Amen. given because mm -hmm. they are created to be the vessels of giving life mm -hmm. not just creating life right but to sustain life and to bring life into this world mm -hmm. and I think that that's definitely a strength for women to celebrate mm -hmm. and that's something that should not really be swept under the rug or taken yeah. lightly because it takes a lot mm -hmm. to carry life bring life and give life yeah definitely and it takes a lot to love yeah. and to be able to love more than one child just as much as you love the other not that I'm there yet right. but I think it's amazing how much women are able to give love mm -hmm. and in the mass amounts that we give it because um, that's that's a hard thing to do to not only give yourself physically but to give yourself emotionally mm -hmm. um, to someone completely yeah. and to be able to just love like we ugh, I can't describe the type of love but to be able to love like we do is amazing to me yeah. I think it's love mm -hmm unconditional yes I'm loving you not because you love me yes I'm loving you not because you're giving me some presents what you give me is headaches <laughs> <laughs> but it, I love you mm -hmm. because I love you there is no reason uh, that's it so motherhood is a journey mm -hmm. it stay with us all our lives and it's very important for the ones that don't have babies my dear you are doing good okay don't worry because this is a full-time job and it makes us crazy mm -hmm. and it makes us sometimes so to cry mm -hmm. and it makes us sometimes to just go to the moon and don't come back <laughs> so to all the women that are listening to us and to the men who are with them 
Life is not only to be a mom. Life is not only to be a wife. Life is the mixture of everything. But whatever is in your life, whatever it is that you have, treasure it, love it, and be in peace with that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. Beautiful. So my last question to you ladies before we wrap up here. What advice would you give to all the mothers and mothers-to-be that are listening? What words of encouragement would you give? That you have, you have the strength in you. You're a woman. Girls run the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> Beyonce was not lying when right. she said girls run the world. <laughs> um, I would have to say my advice to all the women listening would be um, it's okay to doubt yourself. Um, and even in your darkest moments, just know that that little one looking up at you thinks you're perfect. So even on your worst days, they're not going to notice. As long as you're there and you're providing and you're loving them, that's the best thing that you can do for them. Um, so don't come down hard on yourself about that. I would say when you're a mother, you welcome the unpredictable. You welcome what is not has been written and you need to be open and free to change whatever is needed in order for you to provide to that human being that is there the opportunity to become a better self, whatever it is that he wants to be, but a better self. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it, that's all. Well, I certainly appreciate from the bottom of my heart, you queens coming in. Thank you for your strength, your wisdom, providing your honesty, because motherhood is a journey. This life is a journey. So thank you so much for providing your insights and your experiences and your perspectives. To my wonderful, cherished listeners, thank you so, so much for tuning in today. If no one has told you yet, you are an amazing human being, sending love and light to everyone on their journey. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. The views and opinions expressed by the host do not reflect those of ESM Radio or Ice Cream Media. Enjoy the shows. Smell the coffee Is your cup Half full or empty When we talk You say it softly But I love it When you're awfully quiet